0: This is a state for Friday, October 7th, where we bring you the headlines that matter. I'm Rachel Fulton. Today's weather forecast is predicting partly cloudy skies and much cooler with a high of 52 and a low of 35. Going into the weekend, it's going to be mostly sunny through with Saturday in the high 50s and Sunday in the low 60s. For our first headline of the day, Focusing on City News, East Lansing Police Department's August Use of Force report reveals 66% of cases in which officers used reasonable force when encountering resistance were against black individuals 18 to 35 years old. The Independent Police Oversight Commission convened on Wednesday, discussing the 6 out of 9 use of force incidents reported during the month of August, where the subjects were black males. Out of the nine use of force incidents, five incidents in which force was used were against black males under the age of 25. In addition, the Oversight Commission discussed a completed investigation into a complaint filed by Sean Flanagan, who alleged ELPD officers Jeff Horn and Brittany Monroe performed an illegal search and seizure of his nephew and his nephew's belongings after he had a seizure in front of Target on Grand River Avenue on May 23rd. The complaint investigation conducted by ELPD Captain Chad Pride found that the officers violated ELPD's exception to the search warrant rule as Flanagan's nephew did not consent to the search of him and his belongings, was not in custody, under arrest, or in need of assistance for the protection of his life during the search. The Flanagan investigation concluded the fair and impartial policing policy was not violated, along with code of conduct, assault and battery, false imprisonment, and harassment policies. After this complaint was filed, ELPD, joined by the East Lansing Fire Department, conducted training on city search and seizure policies and practices. For our second headline, focusing on campus news, Outside legal counsel hired by the Board of Trustees is asking MSU faculty, executive administrators, and internal legal counsel to help in their investigation of the departure of former Broad College of Business Dean Sanjay Gupta. President Samuel L. Stanley Jr. and Provost Teresa Woodruff are concerned about the process and Woodruff asked the board to halt the manner of its investigation. In a redacted email from the outside legal counsel, Quinn Emanuel, an associate from the firm, said they are investigating circumstances including disputes as to whether Dr. Gupta failed to comply with mandatory reporting obligations and disputes concerning the voluntary or involuntary nature of Dr. Gupta's resignation. Stanley sent a letter to the board chairperson, Diane Byram, on October 5th, stating his concern with the ongoing external investigation. In reference to the firm's outreach to university employees, Stanley said, "...it is imperative that the current investigation by the Office of Institutional Equity, or OIE, not be impacted by the Quinn Emanuel Review." Stanley said he doesn't believe the external review is necessary because the university made the right decision regarding Gupta. Gupta's departure was previously referred to as a resignation according to various university sources. He said the administration is cooperating with the firm, but that he wants to ensure the current Title IX investigation is not influenced. According to his letter, any employees who choose to participate in the review will be offered legal counsel by the university. The statement asked the board to end the investigation and engage in professional development and board training. If the board cares anything about this university and the people who work here, it will cease and desist with this investigation. It will do the job it is changed to do, and it will abide by its code of conduct, the letter said. For our final headline of the week, focusing on culture, curator and College of Music professor Mark Sullivan says that his newest exhibit is part of the vision for the future of the MSU Museum to get the museum out of the Museum, a few degrees of change, his latest curation will be open to the public until November 23rd in the Scene Metro Space located at 110 Charles Street just off campus underneath the Division Street garage. A reception will be held on October 7th from 6 to 8 p.m. The works ask visitors to examine the scope of their environmental impact and the ways their lives are linked to the well-being of the environment. In a press release, organizers wrote that they hope visitors will start to imagine new ways of addressing the social and environmental issues connected to climate change. The gallery includes everything from large sculptural installations to purely auditory art created by graduates of the MSU College of Music to the work of an artist who has developed a process that purifies human bio-waste into ultra-durable concrete or renewable dyes. Sullivan attempted to create a diverse collection that engages visitors across all ages and interests. This new exhibit is being offered in conjunction with the MSU Museum's 1.5 degrees Celsius exhibition, which opened in September and will run until February 23rd. We are not particularly interested in talking to people sitting in a burning house who think it's not burning, Sullivan said. We want to find out what we can do in the little bit of time we've got left to put out that fire. To end our last episode of the week, here's your MSU athletic lineup for the weekend. Starting off tonight, field hockey will be going against number 10, Michigan, at 5 p.m. on Ralph Young Field. Hockey is playing right here at the Munn Ice Arena versus Bowling Green at 7 p.m. To end the Friday night, men's and women's basketball will be coming together at the Breslin at 8.30 p.m. for Michigan State Madness. For tomorrow, Michigan State football will be going against number 3 Ohio State at 4 p.m. Finally, Sunday, women's soccer will be taking on Michigan at DeMartin Stadium at 12 p.m. Come out and cheer on your Spartan teams. Thank you for joining us for The State, produced by the State News and Impact 89FM. You can find us online at statenews.com and impact89fm.org. And we'll be back next week with more.